If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Hey everybody, this is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics. Yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. And we make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Now take it away, Dave Anthony. Welcome to The Lighter Side of Dark, one of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you, are Solio and Smith. Milk on the airplane. Wow, we are wrapping up Season 9, Episode 117. And who we knew, are, we yeah. knew we were ever going to get here. And who knew we were ever going to get out of jail? Yeah. Florida jail. We're pretty excited about that. My nipples were hard before the show even started. Florida man jail. Yeah, and that's rare. Usually it's about the third segment. Yeah, we have, I think, about uh, 20 more cards left. We did it in time. uh, What what I think would be good is uh, in uh, some of our past episodes when we've had an in-studio guest, uh, we always made them play Shag, Mary Kill. Yes. We should have them play Florida Man. With the remaining... Uh, with, well, we can use ones we've already done. That's true. They yeah. wouldn't know. So they, all guests will either have to pick between Florida Man or Shag, Mary, see what Kill. we went through yeah. for so long. Maybe we hit them with both. You know, we go, okay, you get to pick Shag, Mary, Kill. But now, you got to see how you would fare. And we'll be... Uh, in, in Season 10, uh, we're going to take our, our typical break after each season, maybe four or five weeks, depending. We'll be back, and we will still talk about... Uh, the Dave Barry book, The Best State Ever, How Florida Always Catches a Lot of Flack. There's some great stories in there. And highlights for Season 10, uh, we're going to have a segment called Overrated or Underrated. And we'll talk about bands. Singers, bands, groups, whatever you want to call sure. them. And that's I, don't you like it when, when NSYNC calls themselves a band? A band, I know. Yeah. I, I see, to me, band has to be, like boy band i guess it rolls off the tongue but band has to be playing instruments yeah the beatles the beatles were a chick magnet and a band band definitely and sync if you're da- not saying that dancing and singing that to me that's just as difficult a group not a band it's a, it's a, it's, it's a group a, it's a group like a, like like even the career, the k-pop group i think they go by like a k-pop group not a band right because they're dancing it's very tight choreography and singing maybe we can have a pop american Pop. That's what. Yeah. That's what they are. A pop. We just. Hey, we're there, just. There you go. You're the one that came up with rock ballady as a word. Now you're calling it a pop. I'm here to redefine the music industry. That's that's what we're doing. That's here. exactly. And we we, we, we did it with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're starting to listen to us. We're, we're clearly start. influencing history. Yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're influencing history. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, this past uh, Friday, went out to the uh, Grove to Side Splitters. Fun saw, place. Saw some great uh, comedians there. I've been at that theater because uh, a good friend of, of ours, Kurt, who uh, is our uh, contact with CMX Movie Theaters. Yes, yes. Um, 
over in Hyde Park, and I went there to see Oppenheimer. Wow, what a fantastic experience! Did you get to see it on a good, good sized screen? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it, it was it was an absolutely huge screen, and uh, great movie. But you know the 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 Cinebistro, that's the way to do it. it had this amazing. Uh, steak, peppercorn steak with uh, vegetables and iced tea. We shared a chocolate cake, a uh, piece of chocolate yeah, cake. Yeah, that's not how it was in the 80s. That, yeah. There was sticky floors and, and stale popcorn. Yeah, stale stale popcorn, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we ended up uh, going out to the Grove and uh, got to see uh, Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Farley. Kevin Farley. And you were asking me about, you know, what's he like? Is he like Chris? That's always going to be the first question, people, right. I'm sure. Um, and and though in that that block of his face, it's mm-hmm. basically Chris Farley's face. You can see it. A um, little heavy, not quite as heavy as Chris Farley, but uh, delivery totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it was kind of Stephen Wright esque, very laid back, very subdued, and he was talking about how his wife wants him to fix things around the house. Yeah, and she goes, "Can you can you can you fix that light fixture?" And he goes, "Oh, you mean that light? No." Uh-uh. No. So she goes, listen, could you, the, the drawer on the dishwasher is not lining up right. Could you kind of adjust that? And he goes, okay, so that you, that, right. no. Uh-uh. No, nope, can't do it. And he goes, she goes through like 15 things. And I feel like, he goes, I feel like I accomplished something by just, no. Uh-uh. No. And then he goes, well, my favorite phrase is, just buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> the lawnmower blades bent slightly. We just need to take it out, put it divide. No. Just buy a new that's, lawnmower. That's, that would be my dad. Just, yeah. just buy a new one. Just buy a new I'm lawnmower. I'm like, well, let me just see if I can get the part because I can't buy a new one. Yeah, so if anybody wants to go to the Grove, we got free passes here. Uh, hit us up on uh, Instagram. It's which a is... fun place. It's it's a You walk in and the whole place smells like movie popcorn. Yeah. It's just like, like the best parts of a theater, not the worst parts. Uh, which is a cool thing. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we used our. Uh, we went out with uh, Dave Anthony, our, our announcer, that and, and deep his, voice uh, you hear from time yes, to the time. deep voice you hear yeah, now. Time back, whatever. I can't. <laughs> it hurts my throat when I try to sound like him. But uh, he and his lovely wife uh, met us there. We had uh, a great show, and it was great catching up. I got a picture that I will be putting of uh, me and uh, Dave Anthony up on our website. Uh, excuse me, up on our Facebook page at the end of uh, this podcast. So if you guys ever want to see the face. That goes with that voice. Yeah, which is always a weird thing. You know, when you get used to just a voice, if they ever appear on camera, it's kind of like, ah, no, you're just a voice. Yeah. And then you have to see if it matches your impression. Have we done a Mount Rushmore of the most famous voices? I don't know if we have. I don't think we've we have. We've done, like, game show hosts. We've done... Talk but, show hosts, but voices. No, I recognize think. like I love narrator because voices. I already have a couple in mind, but it's not like rubber stamped. Yeah, I think that's a good one. That'll require some some thought. All right, you want to do that one today, or Maybe. you want to hold that one for next season? I don't know. Did you, if if we if we don't have one, if we need, I've got one, one for today. Okay, so well, we could kick things. The off. Mount Rushmore of the best baseball movies of all time. Okay, well, let's do that. We'll do that one. We'll save the uh, best uh, narrator. Hmm. Or orator type voices. Yeah, the voices. For, uh, who 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 are the most recognizable voices or known? Whatever whatever we decide. Exactly. That's a good one. So um, there's still no word from AAA, but I'm holding in my hand the mm-hmm. certified mail return receipt. So now they got my complaint. Mm-hmm. So I'd better be getting a check in the mail, or uh, I'm seriously going to consider putting together a class action lawsuit. I found a bunch of people on Facebook that are ready to join in. You know, if you if you're not qualified for the Camp Lejeune, maybe you can get yeah. in on 
the AAA. Yeah, so, the AAA. Yeah. Mes- mes- I've got AAA mesothelioma. Yeah, that's right. That's that's <laughs> yeah, mesothelioma. M e s o t h. That's close enough. So uh, I, I I was going to tell you I don't have anything current to offer about AAA, but uh, has has Rob had any more Karen incidents since our last podcast? Oh no. Why yes. Oh. And I got to tell you something. Uh, these these Karens that you see on Facebook videos and you see on videos on TV, these elitist white women who are having a hissy fit about a black man who's in a car three spaces, spaces away from him looking at his phone, thinking he's a criminal. Those are not the Karens I'm referring to. Uh, the racist pieces of shit I'm not concerned with at all. They can, that's that's they, a different category altogether. I was cleaning my gun. It just went off. He shot her six times. I'm a very, very mm-hmm. thorough cleaner officer. Um, But I am talking about the Karens who asked to talk to the manager. Mm -hmm. Because in the past three weeks, that's where I've been. Right, right. Dealing with hours. Notice I didn't say minutes. Hours of bullshit with AAA on their toll-free number. But last week, another company decided to join the fray. Okay. Best Buy. I can't imagine they're very good. I I feel like those big box stores have to be all... So all I all I can tell you is this: I I I, I had to go to Best Buy to get a car stereo installed in my uh, panel truck. Okay, and I didn't know they do that. That's yeah, me. yeah, they they do. And over the years, I've had one they've done by Circuit City or Best okay. Buy. It's a reasonable, you know, kind of thing. Okay, there are fancy uh, audio stores out there charge a, a shit ton more. Right. So what ended up happening was uh, they scheduled my appointment for August third, and sure enough. August 3rd came. They called me the day before to confirm the appointment. I show up, and Goober, who's working in the, uh, or Cooter, whatever his name was, <laughs> who was working in the uh, department, he goes, you got all the parts? Oh. And I said, huh? You got all the parts? Well, I've got the radio in the box and the wiring stuff that came in the box. Well, you need a, a DX539.6, and you also need a a, 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 DIN, a DIN kit, a BR549-4, and you also need a wiring harness. And So I'm like, well, you guys set up this appointment. You didn't tell me I had to have all these parts. Well, the appointment setters are up in Minneapolis. Oh, terrific. Good. It's a good place to keep them. Now, then Cooter looks me straight in the eye and says, we still want to do the installation? Without the parts, no. Well, no, just like a wizard, I'll suspend it in midair. How, how does we get a razor knife, just cut a big hole in the dash, just shove that sucker in there and hope some wires touch? So, I get in the car. He, the guy gives me the list. I, I even have the list right here of all, all three of the parts. It's about 139.97 worth of parts. All right. So, I said, okay, can we reschedule for next week? Yes. So, I went online, ordered the two parts from Best Buy. And they were going to have them sent to the store. And then I had to order the wiring harness. They wanted to charge me 119 for the wiring harness. I found the wiring harness for 96 I bought it and I brought it. So now I figure I'm a little bit disappointed because I took a half a day off, essentially, to meet one of, uh, one of my friends, Mike, who's in our fantasy football league, mm-hmm. meet him for lunch. Then he was going to give me a ride back over to Best Buy to get my car. So it kind of fucked up my afternoon. So I figured I'd call and talk to the manager and say, hey, could you ask your guys to dot their I's and cross their T's? That's exactly how the, the call would have gone. So I call the number for the Newport Ritchie location of Best Buy. Thank you for calling Best Buy. 
we're receiving a high call volume at this time. So please, what department would you like to talk about? Car stereo installation. I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. I hate Car stereo installation. I'm yelling at him by the second yeah. line. Do you need appliance repair? No. You're main, not exaggerating. Main menu. If you know the department you'd like to talk to, please say it now. I, figure, I leave cargo. Stereo installation. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Please try again. Stereo installation. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble understanding you. In a few short words, and, and by this point, like you said, I'm, 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 I'm screaming in my car. And that doesn't help because then you get, like, mad and you start saying shit quicker. That's what happens to me. And, right. and, and then they transfer you to So finally it said, you seem to be having trouble. I'll transfer you to someone. <laughs> so I get on the phone, and I, right. I think I'm calling the store because I called the 727-868-whatever number it was. Mm-hmm. But it's like a phone tree maybe. Yeah. It goes to someone. Well, that's exactly what it is. Come to find out, person. Hi, what can I do for you? I say I'd like to talk to the manager of the store, and I have a, a complaint. It's not a big complaint, but it's what? Oh, I'm sorry, we we don't have phone lines that go directly into the stores anymore. I'm like, you seem to have it on Google. So I thought I was calling the store, but I'm actually okay. I said, listen, I just attempted to have a car stereo install at your at your Port Ritchie location. And they, I took a half a day off of work to work with their schedule, and now they tell me I need parts. So it's really been an inconvenience. And I said, I live in Spring Hill. Could I get it done there? Do they have the part? I'm thinking, this is great. The person goes, the Spring Hill location does not have an audio uh, installation department. I said, okay. Then the kid goes, you can go to Port Ritchie. I said, young man, that's exactly why I'm calling, was because things weren't handled there. The kid says this to me. Well, that's the only place down there that does it. Have a nice day. Bye. And hung up. Oh, motherfucker. I am not your huckleberry. (laughs) Good customer service. I am not your huckleberry. I call right back. Man. 1-800-BEST-BUY. Y'all want to make a couple quick phone calls now to annoy people? 1-800-BEST-BUY. Spell it out. I call again. I go through all the jimble jumble and all the, sure. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. I finally get on with a, a person who speaks English very well. Oh. Yeah, rare. It's kind of like Bigfoot. Wow. You've yeah, heard they're out say, there, but you've never really seen one. Did you take a one. picture of them? Yeah, never, never seen the phone? one. I explained to her the situation. I said, now, am I talking to someplace in Minnesota? Yeah, she goes, Best Buy, uh, our phone, I'll come to the Minnesota call center here. I said, okay, I had a complaint about something that happened. But now I have a complaint about the person I was just talking to who hung up on me. And you guys say all calls are recorded for quality assurance. Check my number and see who just was talking to me. I know you can do that. So I explained the situation. She says, listen, um, you were treated rudely, and I want to I make this right for you. I can't give you a free installation. But what I can do is, after you do the installation, call back, call this number, give them this number right here. This, uh, I guess you call it like a like a confirmation or, or code sort number, of code. Uh, incident report, whatever. Gotcha. This three one seven number right there. She says, call back, 
at that point I can give you what's called a make good credit and I'll credit you back for your installation. I really can't give you anything on the parts because they stay with your vehicle. Gotcha. But because of the way you were handled with the mistake about the appointment and especially the rude person, once you get the installation done, call back. Okay. Well, I had the installation done this past Thursday. It's all in, ready to go. Started calling on Friday. Everybody I talked to, even when I gave them that number, said, well, we see here that you, uh, your installation wasn't handled properly the first time, but I don't see anything on here about a credit. And I said, you know what? Y'all need to be watching yourself. And I'm not suggesting that anybody go get a machine gun and show up to a place and kill a bunch of people. No. But I, I can say that I'm starting to learn how to relate to those people. Now, hang on a second, because they monitor calls right Mm-hmm. so if you have a call log say from that supervisor or that call you had that in theory that promise should be in the conversation interesting the guy i talked to yesterday when i finally got it resolved uh-huh. on on monday yeah after the after the install was done on thursday i called all over the weekend finally got a guy yesterday and i said now the number i gave you You say you have that information in front of you, that 317 confirmation number. Yes. Who put in that account? Who who put that number in? Who was the person I was talking to? Just trying to reconnect. And then he goes, well, it shows here Kendra, agent number. I said, now you know exactly who made that call. And now you know exactly what she promised. Because you guys should be able to go back and listen. Right. Because I'll tell you when it was. It was the afternoon you have it on the call of phone. August 3rd at 3.37 p.m. Can I put you on a brief hold? I know what that means. they got to talk about some shit now. Seven minutes. Yeah. Seven, which is enough time for them to find that call and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Then he came back. He goes, okay, I, we're going to go ahead and... I, I'm trying not to imitate his voice because he really spoke bad English. And uh, all you have to do is give me the receipt number, and uh, okay, I don't have the receipt on me right now, but I remember they sent me an email receipt. Okay. So then I'm looking at this email receipt, and I'm going to show it to you for a second and see if you can tell me anything, because, uh, there we go, I'm going to find it, it's going to be terrific, this is going to be fun, (laughs) all right, I think this might be it. Nope, that was just teasing. Uh, Okay, I'm stalling right now. Here's a receipt from yours. Now, I had this receipt in front of me while talking on the phone with him. And he's asking me for the sale number. Look at all those numbers. Oh, jeez. Which one? Right. I keep asking him. I said, dude, I said, I got the receipt in front of me. What number do you need? Give me the sale number. I said, I don't know which number you mean. There's there's one that's 17 on here. Hold on. This is AAA calling. How perfect. We'll put them on the podcast. Being recorded. Hello. Good afternoon. This is Samantha calling with AAA. Yes, this is Rob. How can I help you? Hello, I'm following up regarding the damage report we received for your service request. Yes. Yes, sir. I'm just going to get some more details and obtain some documentation from you. Certainly. I sent uh, uh, I, I sent a rather long, detailed description about 
all of the incidents. So what can I help you with? Um, do you know who you sent that to? Oh, as a matter of fact, I have a uh, return receipt that was signed on uh, August the 7th by looks like a uh, A. Schrader. It was uh, sent to the ERS back office, AAA, P.O. Box 200, Dearborn, Michigan. Okay. Well, I'll be sending you an email to request the documents that I need, and if you could just forward that to me as well for the record. Okay. Well, actually, actually, ma'am, with, with, with all due respect, I've already sent all of the documents, all of the receipts, and everything with this certified letter that I just gave you the information about. So that's already been sent, and I've got proof that it was signed for and received. So I'm not going to be providing anything other than the receipts and the expressed details in my complaint. There's about seven and a half to eight pages of details, times, who I spoke to, and what didn't happen. So I have, over the last three weeks, waited for AAA on two separate occasions, five hours one night, four and a half hours the next night, tow trucks never even arrived. So everything's been provided to AAA. If you'd like to call the home office and find out who A. Schrader is in the ERS back office and get the information from them, I'd be happy to talk with you guys more. But I sent in just a shade under $500 worth of forms and receipts for tows that I had to pay for, for parts that were damaged on my vehicle by the ineptitude of a AAA person. So is there any other information I can provide for you, or would you like me to scan this return receipt and send it to you via email? I'll look to obtain the documents that you already sent over as long as it, with the letter. Um, I'm not for sure if it was included, so I'll just ask now while I have you on the line um, and also on the point of contact for your case. So I'll be the person investigating with the service provider. And that company, if you weren't aware, is Forever Towing. Yes, I'm, fami um, I'm familiar with Forever Towing because I had to pay them out of my pocket. For over mileage? For what, ma'am? Was the payment for over mileage, or can you confirm what the payment was for? Yeah, it was for over mileage, for a tow that you oh. guys you guys didn't give me days before. Okay, thank you. And I apologize for your delay. You oh, and, and again, I, I and I'm not I'm not being I'm not being rude to you. I'm not yelling at you, screaming at you, using profanity. It's not my style, but I'm very detail oriented. So I put together an entire description of each of the three incidents that I'm upset with with AAA. And I figured that somebody would say, oh, we don't have the paperwork. That's why I've got this return receipt certified mail. Now I know you've got the paperwork. Got it, I understand, okay. So if you'll, if you'll follow up with them, if you'll follow up with them, get copies sent to you or whatever, I'd be happy to chat with you and get this resolved because this has been an absolute nightmare. I understand. Okay. I'll, I'll try to obtain that information, review it, and follow up with you as soon as possible. Again, my name is Samantha. I appreciate it, Samantha. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. What about that for timing? It's weird. It's like that's the, the second or third time that's happened. We had the sheriff's office call you last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what was funny about that is she goes, well, if you'll provide me with the form and the receipts and the information – 
Right here, bitch. Right. Right here. So for those of you that are listening to the podcast going, that was boring. We really didn't need to be on that. Um, I, I really and truly, I'm not a dick to people on the phone. I, I can get there. Right. It takes a lot of specific circumstances for yeah. that to happen. It's almost like they have to really be wanting there to be a problem. So to close out the Karen Best Buy thing, finally, Ahmed, <laughs> uh, Mohammed, whatever his name was, yes. or, or Chad, uh, Ryan, Trang, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, hello. My name is... My name is Roger. So um, he finally gave me the credit. So I finally got the credit back for the installation on my car. Would I ever go back to Best Buy again? Never again. It's not worth the headache. I mean, just, you know, yeah, it's nice It's nice to get the credit back for your troubles, but it's never worth the headache. That's the whole problem. If I want to be ignored by an 18-year-old girl, I'll go to a club. Sure. You know, because right. that's all that walks around those places, just a bunch of snot-nosed 18-year-old kids that really don't know what the hell they're talking about. Or an 18-year-old kid, yeah. basically. Pretty much. <laughs> they're only good for one thing, uh, yeah. lifting heavy objects. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I, I have I put it, I even put it up on Facebook. I said, you know, I'm, I'm starting to relate a little bit to the Karens out there, the ones that are going, I really would like to speak with your manager. Now, if Best Buy allowed you to call the stores... You could call the store, talk to the man. Oh, yeah, when I did go by to get my installation, I knew we were dropping my car off there and we weren't going to be able to pick it up till after we went to the Grove mm-hmm. uh, for a Friday night for the comedy club. Um, I said, when you guys are done with it, just park it out there, put the key under the mat, lock it up. I've got a spare key with me. Oh, we can't do that. It has to stay in here, be locked up overnight. I said, no, we're, I'm going to be driving back here. I don't live in this area. I'm going to Spring Hill. I did have to say, let me talk to the manager. Manager came out, named Andre. I explained to him, I said, dude, you don't want to know the shit that's happened to me in the last few weeks. The only thing that happened on time and cost what it was supposed to cost was my dental appointments. So that's that's the high point right. of my week. And he goes, you know, we're really not supposed to do it. I grabbed a pen. I wrote on the receipt. Uh, customer waives any liability against Best Buy for car being left in parking lot. And I signed my name. So that good. He shook my hand. He goes, you're good, sir. No problem. So see, when you talk to the manager, if, as long as you don't go in there with a chip on your shoulder, right. like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up, they'll help you. That's their job is to manage. You get you get more flies with sugar. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, each shit a million flies can't be wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we have not been hearing a lot about the Donald lately. We have not, I have not been seeing all of the support on Facebook anymore. Every other thing on my Facebook uh, timeline used to be about Trump. I think you're going to start to see, I I feel like it's all, they knew they had to take this long to investigate thoroughly and they're still probably, you know, uh, considering things, but... I think they know they need to explain to people, this is why we cannot have this guy. Like, they really, this is, for me personally, this is probably the the most important, this is like the most critical series of elections I've ever been involved with for in right. my lifetime because I can see the extremism on one side and the lack of humanity versus, you know, there there's the Democrats uh, don't, are not perfect by any means. There's a lot of corporate Democrats, but they're humans. And they are trying to, you know. Oh, I think uh, I've, I've always considered myself more of a centrist and, and, a, and a progressive. I don't, right. I don't like to go backwards. Right. I, I sure. Just, and I that's can't. what conservative, by definition, means. Now, 
they're beyond conservative. They're just they're just hateful extremists. And like you said, you know, a lack of humanity. And then you get to the point where sometimes on the far left, it's too much humanity. Yeah. Where everything has to be protected and everybody has to be watched and everybody has to be cared for and everyone has to be coddled. I mean, I'm reading a, a fantastic book by by Jonathan uh, Jonathan Haidt right now called "The Coddling of a Generation." And okay. the more I read that book, I'm like. And, and, and right I now, what his upbringing was right, like. right now, today, right now, today, I've been in the process for the last week of trying to help my oldest daughter buy a car. Right. We've run into roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Yeah. And it came time for her to trade in her car. She doesn't know where her title is. I'm sorry. That's adult 101. I said, well, when you go in there, just write him a check for the 650. I don't have a bank account. That's adult 101. Well, I thought I think I have the title. I think I put it in the glove box. Are you mentally retarded? The kid with Down syndrome. We don't put the title in the car. Somebody could steal it, and then they they could sell. Oh my God! There's so many different things. Rain Man would go definitely, definitely don't put the t- title in the right. car. Yes, he would. <laughs> never, never, never title. Never title in the glove box. There's yeah. no gloves. Yeah, gloves. You know, Charlie Babbitt stole a car. Yeah. Carl from Slingblade. You don't never put no title in the gut box. Mm-hmm. You got to keep that in a different place. But I mean, we, we got an entire generation that doesn't even understand what Adult 101 is. It's crazy. And um, like I said, I, I have I've been watching Facebook and I've been watching my friends who are Trump Trumpalistic Trumper Trumpadoodles Trumper Califragilistics, and it's quiet. Yeah. And I love it when it's the second it comes up, they always come at me about Biden. I go, oh, calm down. I don't bow to Biden. I don't bow at the throne of Biden. I don't say his flatulence has no odor. For those of you listening in Alabama, that I meant his shit don't stink. I don't do that. Right now, I'd give Joe a C plus. You know, I'd give him a C plus. He's passing. He's doing all right. But there's some things that. He let get by him and let him get manipulated into and stuff. If you're going to be reaching across the party lines, do it. Get something done. Yeah. But the He's House of Representatives. Spot, though, you know? Oh, yeah. The House of Representatives in Congress made it very, very clear when Obama took office, they flat out came right out and said it. We are going to make sure this guy gets almost no laws passed so we can say he didn't do anything. He's also got Cinema and Mansion who are basically there to kind of be the. The, the rotating villain essentially mm-hmm. as they can block anything really uh, they can block anything drastic for just think of all the attention they get right it's just they're just attention whores when you get right down yeah. to it so you know I don't know that he had a chance to do anything spectacular but I think what he's done to, to sort of slow the damage and start to reverse certain things we're really not going to know we're not going to see much only recently has as inflation started to slow down and and uh, the growth started to outpace it but we're still in trouble you know it's going to take a while it's very easy i think to blame biden but i was surprised he's able to been been able to, to pass as much legislation as he has i really thought it would be four years of absolutely nothing at all and then what do we do? You know, like in, I, I, in, I just, ni- in 1996, do you remember Senator John Edwards when he yes, was running? He yes. was running against to try to get the nomination uh, from the Democrats uh-huh. instead of Clinton for his second term. And he had a chance. He was he was polling very highly in, in Iowa and New Hampshire. 
and Clinton was a little bit nervous. Sometimes early on, though, it looks that way, and things can change in a hurry. In one of the debates, they were asking all four of the guys who were up there, uh, you know, what what are you going to do as president? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do the other, and I'm going to do this. But it got to John Edwards. He probably gave one of the, at least the most forthright, straightforward, and honest answers mm-hmm. I've ever heard at a debate. And by the way, when you find an honest answer at a debate, hold on to it because you may not know where your next one's coming. Yeah. He said, I will attempt to do as president what my constituents and my voters and the American public want me to do as their president. And I can want to ban, ban certain guns. I can want to put a surtax on uh, gross capital gains uh, taxes and profits. But I can't do anything as president unless Congress and the Senate work with me. Right. Unless the House of Representatives is willing to work with me, I can't get anything done. I can't, as president, make laws. They have to go through. Right. So if I can get a Congress and a House and Senate that will work with me, I can get anything done that the American public want. But they really call the shots. Yeah. And the audience was like starting to applaud. And they're like, okay, should, should we be yeah. applauding this? Because this isn't a typical rally right. cry. Lock her up! Right, you know, right. kind of. Biden has kind of had similar sentiment before. Like, you know, look, you know, you got to vote because I can only do so much. Is essentially what he has said yeah. or hinted at. There's only so um, many, you know, executive orders you can push right. through. You know, and he's not going to abuse those powers the way a Trump would try to do. So, you know, there's that line of, you can't fight someone who's not fighting in a fair fight, but you need to still preserve some kind of rule of law and decorum it's a tough job it is definitely a i don't tough envy job. it but well we will be uh taking a uh, our our semi-annual break after this episode episode 117 and by the time we get back the nfl will be in full swing so what we do every year on the podcast is we go over our picks our division and then we're going to look at the end of the year and see how we did. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's. Uh, there we go. There's that robot football guy now holding the ball like this. Funny how certain themes just stay there forever. Just nothing wrong with that. No. All right. Well, let's uh, let's. You want to talk AFC or NFC first? Uh, let's see. We can start. I, I'm looking at the AFC on the left here. If you want to start. All right. Sounds good. In the AFC East, the teams are the Patriots, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Yeah. This is interesting. So uh, let's talk about the order of finish, first, second, third, and fourth place in that division. Okay. Um, I think we're both going to say the Bills are going to win that division. I, that's who I am picking as well. Yes, okay. the Bills. I, I feel like they... Are less less question fewer question marks maybe than the Jets for example yeah. uh, even fewer than the Dolphins only because the, the, the bill the Bills have been dancing on the precipice of making the Super Bowl mm-hmm. the last couple of years still have uh, you know good young quarterback have still have a, a solid receiving core um, and Josh they, Allen reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning because mm-hmm. it took Peyton Manning a few years to get past Brady sure once he knew he could beat Brady then then he went a couple more times. Mahomes is the Brady now. Right. So yeah, Allen's got to beat his. So. He's going to have to get over that hump. Right. In, in second place in the AFC East, I have the, uh, the New York football Jets. Yeah. I think I'm picking the Dolphins. Okay. 
I and the reason is, and and to be fair, the Jets just did sign Dalvin Cook, who's great. Yeah, and they have a guy named Aaron Rodgers too. Yes, the Jets have not had a quarterback and running back combination like this um, ever. That's true. I think the thing ever? the thing that people are kind of forgetting is Aaron Rodgers is really not young at, at all. He's an all time great, um, but at some point, nature. Nature does exist. He's 39. He's not... I don't know if he is as... Uh, I'm not sure what you know Brady's regiment was, his training regiment, his physical regiment, but I, I think he was kind of in his own league in terms of durability. I'm just worried. 39 years old, New York media. I know he kind of... He's a, he wants to win. He's a competitor. But if things go wrong, if he gets hurt, if he doesn't perform... If the receivers aren't there for him, I, I just see it going south. Dalvin Cook's on a one-year deal. He, you know, he's motivated to try and cash in, but they're just very much. I, I just don't feel like it's a safe. Pick. Well, we will we will see at the end of the yeah, season. I really want. Better. I am very curious about them. More yeah, than now, so I'm team. assuming you think the Jets will be in third place. Yes, okay. I do. And we we agree that the Patriots. Thank God. Will probably be I, six I, and eleven. I, I do believe they'll be a, somewhere around there. Yeah. They're not the worst. They just signed team. Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. That'll help their back. Help. Because help. they really haven't had a star back ever. Yeah. And if you, if you can stay healthy, that's another question. All right. So now let's move to the uh, AFC North. 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 AFC North. North. This is one that you'll be interested in. Yes, I am absolutely uh, interested in this, and a lot of it has to do with. Injuries, you can't you can't prepare for them. If Josh Allen goes down, the AFC East is up for any team. It's true. All right, so uh, who do you have in first place in the AFC North? Uh, the Bengals. Bengals. Yes. Interesting choice. You don't think the Bengals uh, will be? No. Okay. No, I think they'll. I think that division is going to be three teams at eleven and six. Mm-hmm. Maybe one team at twelve and five. Maybe one team at ten and seven. I think that is the toughest division in football right now, okay. w- without so a doubt. Who, who's going to win the division? I'm, I'm saying the Steelers are going to win the division. Right. I, I, it might sound like a homer pick, but I'm not, I'm not scared of the Ravens. Okay. Because the Ravens are kind of like the Yankees. They bring in a lot of good free agent talent. They mm-hmm. don't gel v- really well. And you talk about what could happen with Aaron Rodgers. Same could happen with Odell Beckham. Same thing oh, could okay. happen. Yeah. And, Mar- and, again, I've never been a huge Lamar Jackson fan. He's an amazing athlete, but I- I've never heard a defensive coordinator go, oh, my gosh, he's back there. He can throw. Eh, he's not. He beats you with his legs. Mm-hmm. All right, so you, uh, who do you have in second place? Second place, Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, good. You're, you're, you're going to be allowed to stay on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Third, you have Third Baltimore, place, Baltimore, I'm assuming. Ravens. All right. And then yeah, I have uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. But Cincinnati, um, like I said, at ten and seven, maybe eleven and six. Right. This team, this the whole division could come down to a tiebreaker within the division. Yeah, yeah, it could. It's always a couple of divisions that way. All right, AFC West. I think AFC West. Let's see All what right. we got here. Well, I uh, I think we know. Who what a, we've got in first place, I would assume. Kansas City Chiefs. Sure. If there's anybody that doesn't, they're lying. If, they, if they're if they not picking them, they're, they're, they must know something we don't about uh, 
you know, a double injury. So, yeah, Kansas City, I don't see how it could be any different. Um, I've got uh, the Chargers in second place. So do I. All right, good. Yep. I think they could be they could be a surprise team this mm-hmm. year. Something happens to Mahomes and uh, Herbert is just a he's a baller. Yeah. Yep. He's absolutely he's a baller. One of those of the stable of the next top young quarterbacks. He's part of that. So. So I, now uh, it's between the uh, Broncos and the Raiders. Who do you think is going to be I, third? I've got Raiders in third and the Broncos in fourth. Okay. Uh, just because maybe just talent alone, you know, the Raiders' backfield, the Raiders' number one receiver, right off the bat is a great start. And they got Jimmy G back there, who is robo quarterback. He's, yeah, he's, he, he could be effective with this type of he'll, lineup. He'll throw for 229 yards and a touchdown and a pick or a touchdown. And then they'll run the ball a little bit more. But he is, mm-hmm. he is a fail-safe He, at this he might point. be the kind of guy they need right now. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be competitive. AFC South, toughest division to pick, I think. Yes. Because we have a lot of mediocrity, mm-hmm. and two teams, I think two of the, uh, yeah, two of the teams uh, have rookie quarterbacks going into this season. Right. And a lot of people are high on Richardson uh, and Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the Jags, who really came on at the end of last year. Right. And I got them in first place. Absolutely, me too. I, I think they'll be good this year, flat out, just tough. Um, Lawrence looked like he had his second half that made him look like one of the Travis Etienne, good running back. Uh-huh. Uh, they also have Calvin Ridley coming off of not playing for two yeah. years, being healthy, ready to go. They really turned it up the second half of the year, and they looked like a team that was going to be around a while. So I, I think they're going to be real tough. Uh, certainly are my pick for, for first for that division. Who then got, it gets a little more interesting. After who who that. you got for uh, for second? Are you gonna go with the Titans like everybody else? The Titans just have, don't impress me at all. I I feel like this could really just it's such a whatever. Um, you know, I look for them to bottom out. I got Indy in second place. Yeah, I thought Indy started playing a little bit better towards the end. They are um, loving Richardson. They're saying he's lighting it up in right. camp. He's already he was I, named. By the way, Richardson was named as starting quarterback today. Yeah, so they're going to, you know, growing pains, but um, you never know. Sometimes that stuff that's like could work out. I think, um, I think I'm going Jacksonville, Indy, Tennessee, Houston. Well, we In, matched up exactly there. I think that's the only one we matched up exactly on. Yeah. And, you know, these could be one game. These could be decided or separated by a game each, for all we know. But you got to pick an order, so that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm going with. All right, NFC East. That is the division that has uh, your New York Football Giants. Yes, it does. Get it? Very interesting. So we'll let you give your first pick on uh, NFC East. Yes. Well, I think uh, the NFC East. As much as I would love to pick the Giants, I'm uh, not going to. Uh, I am going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles, though. As the first place team, uh, begrudgingly, but I'm picking the Eagles as the first place team. Yeah, it's it's hard because uh, if Jalen hurts get gets hurts, that division's up for grabs too. Same type of thing with Josh Possibly. Allen. Josh Allen goes down, that division's up. Well, for grabs. if hurts gets goes down, like you're saying, that will reveal, you know, what is Philly really about, yeah. and that would be important. Um, so I've got them in first. Uh, Yourself? What are your uh, your first? I got the Eagles in first. Eagles. Okay. 
I got the Cowboys in second. I have the Giants in second place. That's not a Homer pick. That's, I think they'll be tough. Dan, Daniel Jones is uh, is is establishing himself. He's yeah. a good running quarterback as well. Saquon had a fantastic year last year. Waller, if he's healthy, he's a huge weapon. He's never Jones. played 16 games, but when he plays That's 12, right. he still ends up ranking yeah. in the top five in tight ends and never playing a full season. And I do like Daniel Bellinger at a tight end, so if he is hurt, I, 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 think, I thought Bellinger looked like a, a pretty good pick a couple of years ago, so... I, I wouldn't shock me if they upset and, and Philly falls to earth, but I'm going Philly, Giants, Cowboys, Washington. All right. That's what I, I've got. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Giants Washington. All right. Here comes a division that uh, I think is, is fun, the NFC West. The NFC West. Mm-hmm. And looking at the, at the talent in that particular, because the Seahawks, we're a playoff team last year. Seahawks, really? you got to give Pete Carroll credit for, for keeping them in it. Relevant man. with Geno Smith. Crazy. I know. Um, Look and, at the extension he And got. the Rams are only one year uh, absent from a Super Bowl victory. Right. And yet they looked so mediocre last yeah, year. Yeah, injuries was, just killed them last that is, year. That is also a factor. San Francisco, just consistent, though. Yes. That defense is tough. Yep. And they're going to have... Uh, our boy, number 13, Brock Purdy, under center when they start the season. They play Pittsburgh in, in week one, so we're going to see. I have, I still have the Niners in, I, uh, in first place. I do, division. too. Yeah. You know, Ayuk had a breakout year. This, and McCaffrey, you know, he had some injury trouble in the past, but he's looked good lately. You know, not to, not to jinx him, but, uh, you know, that's my pick as well. And I think Seattle is my pick for second place. I got, I've got the Rams in second. Okay. They, they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup is back. Aaron Donald didn't leave. I mean, they, yeah. they, they got, I'm, they got, I'm they wondering about. I'm wondering about uh, the, the the coach if he still got the team. That's a little. That's a little bit what I'm wondering about. So, I've got uh, Seattle in second, the Rams in third, and then the lowly Cardinals. Who, who would probably regret the Cardinals and the Commanders? It's called the Who Gives a Shit Bowl. Boy. Man, they thought Kyler Murray was going to be helping turn their franchise around. Now they probably wish they could undo that whole thing. Dude, a couple of years ago they were eleven and two to start the season, and then they just basically shit the bed just, after that. It's I've never seen such a transformation where everyone sort of agrees they're not going to be any good. Everybody at all. was, you know, they were a paper tiger that year. They yeah. they weren't beating anybody of significance. They had a third place schedule they were playing. That's part of the reason that you know you got to you got to see it year to year. So. The NFC should be a bottom FC North. Very, very interesting division because you got yeah. the Packers, the Bears, the Lions, and um, Detroit. No, yeah. no, no. Packers, Bears, uh, and, Lions. And the Packers, Bears, Lions, and the uh, Why am I Vikings. Why on that? Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. My son's yeah. favorite team, for God's sake. So, um, uh, yeah, a lot of teams making some, finally, like Lions and Bears improving a little bit or making – some moves Lions were Lions were one one game short of making the playoffs yep. last year, yep. and they really improved themselves with a really good rookie running back. Yep. They really shored up their defense. I'm going Lions in first place in this division. Yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy. I think it's a I think it's a bold pick, but I like that you know you you can't be afraid to make bold picks because you know what people predict because they if they get safe from the last year it's not going to be right. So all right, so you got the Lions. I have the Vikings. Okay, but I have the Lions in second place. Who do you have in second place? I have the Vikings. Okay. And then I'm guessing we've got the last two, Bears, yeah. Packers. 
bears. I, I think the Packers week. are going to be bad. Really, really down. They, yeah, me, they, me too. They got rid of a uh, got rid of a good running back. They got rid of a good wide receiver. This they got is, rid of a five time MVP. Yeah. This is uh, going to be some lean years. They've been spoiled by having you know Favre to, to Rodgers and a lot of great coaching in there. It's going to be some lean years before they're. I mean, they could be eight and nine. And still in fourth place in that division. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bears. Could, the, Bears the Bears could be eight and nine as well. Yeah, um, I think I think whoever wins this division is going to pretty much have it locked up, probably a couple weeks after Thanksgiving. Could be. Yeah, that's it's a very very weak division. As hard as Pittsburgh's division is in the AFC, this is a pretty easy division. Mm-hmm. Now um, the final division is the NFC South, hey. where we have the home of the, our own Tampa Bay Buccaneers guys here, um, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. And why am I always forgetting this? Atlanta. Um, is this how about we just take the Alabama college team and put them in that division? Yeah, um, it's really um, now it's, New Orleans. I think New Orleans. New Orleans is improved. I think Derek Carr is the first stable quarterback they've had since Drew Brees left. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara, oh my God, he's going to be suspended for three games. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll be back. They got an incredible running back in the uh, in the draft. They do have good wide receivers. Defense is a little bit questionable. Um, Bucks, I'm I'm okay with Mayfield. I think Mayfield has never really been given a chance. He took the Browns to the playoffs one year, and they got rid of him two years I, later. I think one of the things I like about Mayfield is he really didn't bitch, and he he kind of. He kind of sacrificed, played her. He never complained after the trade. He didn't really, he didn't start bad-mouthing. He just took his medicine, went to L.A. when Stafford got hurt, and played okay. Um, but he's, he's got a shot here to prove himself. And, you know, the opportunity, it's not a bad team. They're, they're a decent team. So it's not like he's going to a, to a horrible situation. I, I, think, I think it's as good, a, they have as good a shot as any. And the he Bucks, the Bucks made the won the division last year at eight and nine. Eight and nine with with Brady having, you know, he put up some numbers, but but it was some of those were just numbers. I, I'm gonna I'm actually and this isn't a homer pick. I think the Bucks will still win that division, yeah. but they won't dominate. Well, if you look at and I just pull up for reference, just in case we want to compare. Here's the records last year: the Buccaneers eight and nine, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons seven and ten. That's how close that division was last year with Brady and some, you know, just some things weren't really working there. Uh, I don't know if they've improved, but I don't know how if they've gotten worse necessarily. So, so you're going Bucks? Yes. I'm picking, this is just, uh, again, kind of. This is a tough division to yeah, pick. I'm picking the Panthers. Okay. I just think, I, I just feel like they're improved a little bit. Well, um, they, they've got, they, got, they took the number one pick. Uh, so they're they're putting all their eggs in it's a basket. A, it's a gamble, but it's one I'm willing to take in a close division. They picked up they picked up Adam Thielen, and they were decent playing wide a little receiver. bit better last year after a really bad start. So I'm I'm kind of they're my wild card or every any team really. All right, but so who, who do you have in second place? Uh, I think the uh, Bucks. All right, I, I think I, I I'm not giving up on Mayfield either. I feel like he might be okay. Yeah, and in a division where you can be okay. Uh, I got the Saints in second place. Okay. So Saints, I have a third. Okay. And then the Falcons, who again, uh, this could be, I could be wrong with all four of these. That's how close this division was. 
I'm not really confident in any of those picks. I'm not those, like, oh, and, this is my sleeper. Yeah. Eh. But I have to pick something. And so let, me, let me just tell you this. I do not think the Super Bowl participants are going to come out of the AFC South or the NFC South. I think that is a fair assessment. <laughs> I think we can we can cross that off. So how about, how about this? At the, uh, at the end of the NFL football season, we will compare. Yes. And whoever, let's say we, if you get it right, uh, you get uh, a point for every one you get right in that in, in space, that order. Sure, you get a point. Personal highest points. The loser buys buys a watch. Sure, of course. All right, listeners, you heard that. In case he tries to renege, wiggle my way out of that. There we go. All right, that's uh, t- going to take care of segment one. We didn't have to do Florida Man because we're both out of Florida Man Yay. jail finally after all this time. We'll be back with uh, our uh, the Funk You segment, sexy songs, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Rob Smith with the LSD Podcast. Tell you about our latest sponsor, CMX Cinemas, the Cinebistro as it's known. We'd like to definitely recommend you go out and give them a try. CMX Cinebistro Hyde Park is a one-of-a-kind elevated movie-going experience with amenities such as all-reserved recliner seating, full-service in-theater dining, extensive beer, wine, and cocktail selections, and a chef-crafted menu. All auditoriums feature 4K digital projection and a 7.1 surround sound. Guests may choose to dine in the restaurant and bar, even if not seeing a movie, and are never required to order food or drinks when seeing a movie. We also offer traditional movie concessions such as hot, fresh popcorn, candies, and snacks. The multifunctional theater is also available to rent for movie screenings, birthday parties, corporate events, meetings, and all kinds of celebrations. I can tell you from personal experience, my wife and I are both spoiled. We don't like to go see the movies anymore. We prefer the Cine Bistro. So check them out, go online, and get your tickets today. We're giving away free tickets to this December's holiday season at the CMX Cine Bistro. So if you vote on our Facebook page, you could be a winner. Hey everyone, this is Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call. Go to their website. Check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. Milk on a milk on a milk on a milk on a half hay. Milk on a milk on a milk on a milk milk on a half hay. Milk on a milk on a milk on a milk on a half hay. Milk on a milk on a milk on a milk milk on a half hay. We are back with segment two, episode 117 of The Lighter Side of Dark with Solio and Smith. I am Smith. Hey, I'm Solio. And uh, we are going to be wrapping up two segments. I've had a lot of fun with these segments uh, this season. 
Uh, we've done the uh, Highlight the Funk Band and uh, also Sexy Songs. Oh, yeah. Songs that uh, help us into sexual mm-hmm. discrimination. Just make a nice soundtrack for your love. If you are, if you have your lover next to you and you would like to have some Let's seductions. just say you have your bottle of Cavassier mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you have some cheese cubes. You yeah. got to have some cheese cubes. Then you feed because you can feed them one at a time. That's, That's very romantic. Yes, this is this is the this is the uh, the, the latest man. Mm-hmm. There was Tim Meadows, right? Yes. Yeah. Saturday yes. Night Live. He, you saw the movie? I know. I know. Oh, you missed movie. it? Just, just, You're just kidding. The, just the sketches. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god. I don't gosh. know if I could take a whole movie of the ladies' man. No, they they've made so many fantastic movies from Saturday Night Live characters, and that was one. His love interest is Karen Parsons. Do you remember her from? What? What? what Fresh what Prince of Bel Air. Oh. Was she uh, the the sister? Was yeah. Will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she was. She's a she's right. a looking woman. Yeah. She's a good. That's your that's your woman. type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you like she's the cocoa look, skin. Look like a milkshake. Ah, uh-huh, you like that. Welcome back, and now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. Yeah, we're going to feature yes. our vast musical I'll knowledge today, and we're going to fo- we're going to focus I'll on just one, just one group. We've yeah, saved them. Oh, we've got it. It's uh, but Funk You has been a lot of fun this year. People have not when we uh, we look at our Facebook page, the votes that are coming in on that. Um, when we were doing, did you prefer the remake or the original? You know, people had their opinions. But when it comes to the the funk bands, it's all been positive. We've been picking really good funk bands. It's hard to say, oh, this funk band is terrible because maybe maybe because funk as a genre requires true musical talent just the, the nature of the genre because it's it's a little more uh, intricate than say pop music which could be a little more formulaic a pop uh, a pop yeah if you're talking about american pop you know those guys who just dance around and yeah mm, bop but <laughs> sure hey at least they tried playing some instruments they did yeah but, and, uh, i just every time i hear that but, mm, mm, pop, turn the radio off a, yeah I'm right there as quick as i pop can pop a cap in my head so uh in 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 highlighting funk bands the Probably, if not number one, maybe next to Parliament. Cause sure, Parliament. I know Parliament's sort of the, the, the granddaddy of them all. But, but, but for those of you that remember Cool and the Gang and only remember everything after Celebration, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> Cool and the Gang. Sorry. That's one way to put this. it. Get down, get down, this get is down, fuck, people. Cool and the Gang's down, best stuff, no down, doubt, in the 70s when horns, horns were full. Interestingly enough, these are all their songs that still you hear on commercials and soundtracks because they're so great. Bring in the band. Very bass heavy intro again. Oh, with a clavier. Getting a little porny. Lost art of horns in a in a band. Particularly yep. to get down. Yes, for those of you who are waiting for Joanna, I love. You're not going to be hearing that. That's easy listening. One hundred seven point eight. Yes, or fresh you to death. Yeah. Exciting. 
so exciting to me. It's too hot, too boring, baby. No, very, very much. Yeah, here we go. Uh huh. I was roller skating and oh, yeah. prime to this song. Just this intro alone. Great tempo. For those of you who wish you were on YouTube, because I was just doing the skate. Crossovers and everything. And why do you skate backwards? That's when you get the bitches. You know, this song. Here we go. Hollywood. Hollywood Swing. Hollywood Swing. One of their most iconic. One of their most sampled, too. This this riff you might recognize from Bad... Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, that, uh, P. Diddy and... Uh, and what was that? Uh, bad, bad boys, you make me feel so good. They sampled yep. that, that riff for that. Yep. And then the intro was, uh, you know, DJ Cool, let me clear my throat. Right. So right in the intro, they've got two big hits that were using samples from different parts of the Cool and the Gang intro for that song. That's how much influence. Here's our remake of Hollywood Swing. Like, oh, interesting. This is the, uh, the party remix. Cool of the Gang featuring another group. Swinging, cool the gang featuring Jamiroquai. I want to throw that one on there. In the remake or not to remake, they're about they're about tied as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 
Ooh, baby. Oh, it's ladies night out tonight, y'all. This was the song I would always play when the um, women were coming up for the bouquet toss. This, I, I never played Girls Just Want to Have Fun like all the other DJs. Then, then uh, when Shania Twain came out with uh, Let's Go Girls, Feel Like a Woman, throw that on. This is a good one because they, they kind of groove to it. Yeah, it's great. Great. This is one you could get away with like a cocktail. coming in they're always in there always ready to jump out there get down on it another classic yep that funky bass riff Ira the guy who always calls our show his brother Elliot always sings this song at karaoke really and he's just terrible he's just get down on it but boy I bet he gets up there and oh he does he gets up there he gets up he gets down but he'll be up there reading the words and instead of hearing the beat I can only imagine he'll be going like this Get down on it. I, I think if I had to choose, I'd Get rather I'd rather someone have rhythm and not tone. Yes. Now that I've done karaoke long enough, I expect them not to be pitch perfect. I have trouble when they're way off the beat because it's like everyone wants to catch up. They want to catch up. Well, they feel like they have to also read every word on the screen in order to catch up. Exactly. I go, just, just jump ahead. And sometimes I will start the next verse for them. I'm your training I know exactly what you mean. Try to sing it with them to get them like, hey, this is how it goes. You ready? Elliot's favorite. This has still got a good horn section. Yes. It's, a lot of times they're in the background, but they're there for accent and they're definitely in there. I can also tell you that when it comes to a middle of the road song, can't get much better yes. than this. One. Great, uh, great beachy cocktail song. Let's go dancing. Ooh. Excellent. La la la. Yeah, I, I always like to throw this on at a beach gig. It just has that little reggae flair to it. Um, middle of the road, not a dance dance song, even though it's Let's Go Dancing, but it's like a great, it's just a good bop to your head. And, and, like, oh, man, Never had anybody complain about it. Let's Go Dancing, get down on it. And, very, and, and really different from any of the other songs. Uh, but I find it's one I play a lot, just maybe because of the nature of what we do. So if you guys are wondering, you know, why we didn't play all that other crap, Joanna, Fresh, uh, right. Tonight. The stuff they still send, uh, they seem to play that a lot more on the easy listening adult, which is kind of where they went on purpose. But that's the thing. that They followed the trend, and then those are the those are the songs that usually don't hold up as well. Whereas here, in the funk era, they were just doing their thing. So at least they have a lot of funk music to appreciate before they, uh, you know... Start singing about Joanna. All right. Well, that's going to take care of uh, Funk You. We'll put together a Funk CD and try to have that ready. We'll uh, try to get that ready for season number 10. Hard to believe we're going to be coming back for season 10 in just a little bit. But now let's move on to the other segment, the sexy song segment. Are you ready for the sex, girls? All right, the sexy song segment. Who you got this week, Paul, to close it out? I, you know, I think thinking back to all of my picks, I, I, I would be remiss 
if I left, I don't want you to be this, remiss. I don't want to be remiss. I want to be miss. <laughs> I don't want you to miss. Wait a minute. Be remiss. But I don't think I chose anything from the dulcet sounds of Mr. Barry White. Oh, yeah. so Lay down baby. by the fire, baby. I'm gonna love you. You're lying here next to me. Just a little bit more, baby. Sing it, Barry. Oh yeah. One of the smoothest voices. She's taking your clothes off slowly. It's just, just I don't know. Slower than that. Long intro, I know, but uh, all of his songs are like that. Yeah, that's true. He's got to have some intro and talk. There we go. He got to moan a little bit. I love you, baby. Oh yeah. Just uh, that's a good background. That's Barry White. I'm gonna love you. Just or you can pick just about any Barry White song. That's true. That that was one I kind of just had. That was the one that I don't know. I felt like hearing today. Putting on you, you held you held out for that what? one. I guess I did. I, I was figured like, one of the two of us would across the the bridge to Barry White. Six I know. Weeks in. I I just I guess there's more sexy music than I thought. But uh, yeah. So well, I do. I, I see the Andrea True connection. You. That is exactly what you see in 1976. This was one of those songs, like coming of age kind of song. I dig, I dig this song. You hear it, and you're like, wonder what's going on in this song. This is a Sex in the City era. They would play this on the promos a lot too, so it kind of fit. This is a song that girls like too, I think. And Andrea True, the porn star. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Look it up on your. I'm your gonna have to for research purposes. Your great glorious Google box. The Andrea True connection. No, Andrea True herself was a porn star. But this is she's connected to non-porn stars in this case. Yes. She's just because they were they were seeing like David Soul had a hit from Search and Hush. Uh, I guess they. Barbarino had a hit from Welcome Back, Totter. And Andrea True was a porn star singing. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It's just surprising. Andrea True, American pornographic actress. That's what you go. You thought I'd make this shit no, up? No, no, no. You, you said no, it right no. away. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Let's think of the don't. Let's think of the litany of eighty-seven-year-old porn stars who are still alive. I just, I was, I was gonna look her. I just, she died twelve years ago in Kingston, Jamaica, man. She don't know what she's doing there, but maybe she was making a new film. She was probably having some of the local. <laughs> so, yeah, Andrea True. Andrea Marie Truden. American pornographic actress and singer. Yeah, absolutely. Multi-talented. Yeah, I got, all I know is I think that song went as high as number six on the charts. Mm-hmm. Coming in number seven this week, JT Taylor and Cool and the Gang <laughs> have fired their horn section. Here comes a lame song called Tonight It's Too Hot for Joanne. Uh, Casey, you're not supposed to go off script like that, but we're live. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, man. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to take care of the uh, Funk You segment and the Sexy Song segment. We'll be back with our Mount Rushmore, final Mount Rushmore of Season 9, which is going to be the top four baseball movies of all time. We'll be right back.
Christopher Walken, and I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the Lighter Side of Dark podcast. Hey everyone, it's Solio from the Lighter Side of Dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts. There's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online, so you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Any number this week, it's going to be top four baseball movies of all time. But before we do that, Solio is going to uh, use his voice and tell us who's at the split this week. All right, so not just for kids this week, Tricks is going to be at the Grove. Yep, so I saw the I saw the pre- the promo for him. But really uh, funny guy. Taboo shattering, searingly honest, painfully funny. Frankie Tricks. Oh, that's why he goes by Tricks. Aggie Mong. So I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, Tricks, but I understand that that's probably the first thing people do is, is butcher your name. Hence, I guarantee he doesn't trick. spell Tricks the right way either. Uh, you're right. He went. He went full on two X's. He Ooh. wants a really hammer at home. T R I three X would have been the porn star version of Tricks. Yeah, he didn't want to go that far. He just wants a little extra. Um, so he's been featured on Kevin Hart's LOL Network. Uh, he's been on Sirius. He's open for Tracy Morgan, Damon Wayne, Cedric the Entertainer. So he's, he's been writing and performing for a while. And he'll be at the Grove this weekend, the 17th through the 20th. So that's uh, starting two days from now. And then at, uh, let's see, the Tampa location. That's the little flagship in the uh, Carrollwood location and it looks like ryan sickler will be here friday and saturday well known as the host of the honeydew podcast it's got stand-ups and storytellers and all kinds of guests um, he's appeared on the joe rogan experience and your mom's house with uh, christina pez and and uh what's his name tom segura so he'll be in the tampa aka carolwood location friday and saturday that's ryan Sickler. Ryan Sickler at uh, the flagship location. So if you guys want passes, all you got to do is shoot us over an email at listener, not, not, not listeners, but listener at lightersideofdark.com or go on our Facebook page and uh, message me, instant message me. Do whatever you want to do. All right. So we're talking uh, baseball movies. Baseball movies. Yes, I baseball love, movies. I, baseball. I, want, I want to do the first one. Absolutely. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Good uh, coming of age yes. kind of fun, uh, innocent, 
all, all appropriate for all ages and probably quotable. One the, probably one of the most quotable lines. You're killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. One of the uh, one of the most <laughs> famous lines for sure of of that that. Um, any kid can relate to you know losing a ball over the fence, all of that stuff. And that was happens. was was that the movie or was it Stand by Me that had the dog? And it was sick balls. That was Stand by Me. That was Stand by Chopper. Me. Chopper. Yeah, Chopper. Sick balls. Yeah, mm-hmm. sick balls. Well, also a great movie. Yes. Um, but yeah, coming of age uh, in, in 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 baseball in this one. But Sandlot certainly, I think, has its place. A kid kid, mo- kid moves into a neighborhood. Parents are trying to get him acclimated. Trying to get friends. And, and the reason why the movie relates a lot to me is over the summer where I grew up, I was only seven houses uh, north of uh, Garfield Park, okay. big, huge city park, and plenty of places. You know, we, had no, we didn't have a, a baseball diamond. was way on the other side of the park. We just went into this big open area, and we dug out an area for home plate. Mm-hmm. We dug out an area yeah. for space. Sometimes we used paper plates. And put a rock on it. That was the right. base. You just need an indicator. Yeah, and and we play three against three. We play a game called pitcher's hand. So if you got the ball to the back to the pitcher before the guy got to first base, he was out. Pitcher's hand is how we played it. Okay. So I'd say over the time when I was eight or nine years old until thirteen, five, five, six years, we played baseball. We'd get up in the morning, have our cereal, and be gone. And we'd either go to somebody's house for lunch, yeah. the mom would fix everybody a bologna sandwich and grab a glass of iced tea or something, then we'd be right back out playing baseball again. And uh, that's where I learned baseball. I didn't play Pop Warner baseball until I was 11, 11, 12, 13 okay. years old. And uh, baseball, out of all the sports, baseball was always my favorite sport. Uh, and I was better at baseball than I was at football and and or running track. Yeah, I love baseball and track. Run that way, you know, not, not real complicated. Yeah, it gets uh, that to me was work. Like running when we had to run in gym, do our laps, run mile time. Oh my, oh, that was my nightmare. So yeah, hey, what, what's God your fastest time in the mile in a car? About a minute. Yeah, me. I was. I don't. So yeah, I would. I would pick the. Uh, I would pick the Sandlot. Yeah, I think. I think the Sandlot. The four. I think the Sandlot deserves a spot there as like the the quintessential child friendly adult also can appreciate type of baseball coming of age story and movie. You're killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. Uh, I'm gonna throw uh, sort of a contrast to that. One of my favorites, Major League. Major League. One of the most quotables too. The original. The original Major League, League Two was good. Yeah, now Major League is the only one I thought I, I liked at all, and, and it was because it was R-rated comedy. They we weren't afraid to be R-rated Let, comedy. Let's find out how much you remember about the movie. What was the name of the god? Oh, Jobu. Jobu. <laughs> you know I'm not a movie guy. This is one of the few that I, I used to watch religiously, so it is one of my favorite movies. I just took a real liking to it because I was, you know, at that age, it's funny to see... Oh, there's hijinks, and you know it was just you know, Wesley Snipes, a young Wesley yeah, Snipes, young, a young Charlie Snipes. Sheen was pretty, still pretty young. Wow, uh, Andrew Corbin Burnson. It was a really good cast. Yep, uh, very funny and and a well cast movie. They cast, the cast had good timing. And I love and I love Bob Uecker. Yes, ball four, genuinely ball eight, yeah, ball twelve, ball sixteen, yeah. genuinely funny. Uh, and guy. I still don't see the manager coming out of the dugout quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young man's having a hard time finding the plate. And <laughs> the other guy go, he's having a hard time keeping it in the stadium. Yeah. I just, you know, and then, of course, the underdog story in the end, and it, and it went kind of the high note. But And I, I did like the thing they did with the cutaway of the owner. 
Yes. Oh, it was great. Every time they won a game, they took a piece of puzzle yeah. off. It was funny because, you know, it was meant to be a little degrading because she was such a bitch and she was trying to purposely make their lives miserable. That was the whole idea. I want them to be so bad that we get attendance so low that we move this to Miami. This was before the Marlins had a team. Right. That was the whole premise. Um, so they were ahead of the time. But she was very much the villain figure. So how do you get back at that when you, well, let's sorry, put her on a bikini and just strip her. And, they, you know, it wasn't nude, but they were like, you know, they won a game, they take off a section. Hey, 12-year-old she, me, she, watch that over she and looked, over. She looked good as a cutout. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give her that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't argue uh, Major League as for, for, for a comedy movie. Um, one that's not going to be in my top four is, we talked about last week, when we talked about Tom Hanks movies, mm-hmm. League of Their Own. Good movie. Okay. But I think it was about women more than it was about baseball. Hmm. At least to me. Okay. So the one the one I'm going to throw in third is um, if you build it, they will come. I did love Field. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Now, have you seen the field? In in real life, you mean? In real life. life. No, I don't think so. It's what? still there. Where where? It's is a it? tourist trap. Is it Iowa? Or I, Iowa, yeah. Okay. It's in Iowa. Wow. So it is still. Is yep. it maintained like? Yep. It's, it's like, maintained exactly like it was wow. in the movie. You can go there, take a tour, yeah. sit, and they uh, they play. I think. I think they play a ball game there uh, a month. That's why not take advantage. And of it. when that game is going to happen, the place is packed. Wow! The the, the stadium holds about sixty people. Oh, and, yeah, didn't they major leaguers play? Didn't yeah, the play major there? leaguers played a field That's of dreams. That's right. The game Yankees there. and White yeah. Sox a couple of years ago, I think, played yeah. there. That's right. Yeah, field of dreams. I didn't realize that is the literal actual field. Yeah. But and, I did they, and they that. have this they have this beautiful bronze plaque there about the inspiration of the guy who got that message and decided to do that and how crazy his wife thought he was how it was going to be horrible and then it but it's it's again a feel-good movie right yeah right which is kind of you know that's ray liotta played yes. shoeless joe shoeless joe makes an appearance there and, and as shoeless james joe. earl jones was his buddy who kind of uh was his sounding board during the building of the field and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth yeah a real weird a unique concept but i think also kind of like if someone's grieving, it might be a good escapism type of film. Um, you know, I could see that. I, I certainly, you know, could see that. Yeah, I, drove, I drove past it once um, when we were up uh, with the storm playing the Iowa Barnstormers. Yes. Uh, it was cold, and uh, but we drove by the area, and you could see the field. It was all under. Wow. It was covered at that point during the... Uh, the season, the snow season. Yeah. I think they call that winter. The snow season. Did you hear me just call winter Some, the fucking like snow season? Forget after oh, this August. In Florida, this is the this is the this is the hot, the hot season. Third summer. Some people call it summer. I don't get it. So five hundred days of summer. Speaking of hot, Jesus, it's been hot as hell. Um, fourth one. I, I got I think uh, a solid fourth. I want to hear what you say. I'm having trouble because there's one big movie that I've not seen that is a really popular baseball movie, but somehow. It just slipped through the cracks for me, and that's Bull Durham. So I haven't, I don't even know. That is without a doubt the fourth one. Is it okay? Bull. I Durham. would like to see it because I just, I don't know why I haven't seen it. But me neither. I'm seriously debating whether or not I should yeah. allow you to continue on the <laughs> podcast. Well, that's why. I mean, I even brought it up, not having seen it, because I was thinking, I wonder if this is the yeah. one. Tim Tim Robbins, right? Kevin Costner, and I always forget her name. The Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, yeah, and she was. She wasn't in her prime, which is another thing we're going to be talking about next <laughs> season, is in in their prime, sure. where we will talk about an actress and an actor who at their at what point in their career were they at their physical prime. Uh, 
You know, I use the example of Brad Pitt and Troy. Yeah. I think if we I could be do, any other man, I'd be Brad Pitt and fucking Troy. We should do like one of each and think, you know, like yeah. what would just to make sure that the people understand that we're yeah, you know, we but, can uh, yeah, Bull, Bull Durham, fantastic movie yeah. about Tim Robbins, basically you know, on a triple A team in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Sure, the Durham Bulls. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Costner is the catcher trying to, and the coach is like trying. You got to get this guy ready for the bigs. Right. Gotta, the show is what it's referred to in the movie, and uh, he's working with Tim Robbins, and then Susan Sarandon is the woman. She's like the the slump buster. If you're having trouble, you go, you have sex with her, it reinvigorates you, then mm-hmm. you go back out there. Um, but in Boulder, I'm probably one of the funniest scenes in the entire movie. Um, Tim Robbins is pitching, and he calls like timeout, walks off the mound, starts rubbing the ball. The coach comes out, manager comes out, first base walks over, second base walks over. Everybody's there to huddle around. And, and, and they're like, and the umpire walks up and you hear, okay, well, what are you going to get him for a wedding gift? I'm thinking a blender. Everybody can always use a blender. He goes, no, no, don't have a blender. Just get him a gift card or something. Let him get, you know, plates are always, a, and, and the umpire walks up and goes, what are you guys doing? We're trying to find out what to get someone so for a wedding gift. Okay, let's get back to the game. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it goes back. So it's really, really great stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be hard-pressed, and I'd love to hear some of our listeners come up with any more. Right. Um, you know, because I know there's some older movies, but I, I must confess I'm not familiar too much with, like, Pride of the Yankees and, and some of those other movies. I'm not sure how much it's baseball, baseball, or how much it's considered a definitive. Now, somebody's going to argue with us and say The Natural. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, 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 I guess, maybe, like... This to me, the song is more iconic than the movie. Yeah. Personally, that 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 the natural Randy Newman that that song that everyone's heard before. I feel like they know that one slow motion home run scene more than they know the movie itself. There it goes. Yeah. Right. When it comes to when it comes to baseball songs, "Take Me Out of the Ball Game" is the biggest one. But "Center Field" by John Fogerty. Oh sure, yeah. I that. cannot hear that song. I cannot literally hear that song without stopping what I'm doing and doing the motion with the bat, the crack of the bat. It's like a, yeah. it's, it's involuntary. Yeah. It's, it's just literally a, involuntary. You a real happy baseball earworm. It's a specific, it's really specific song. But hey, if Jimmy Buffett can write about cheeseburgers, then damn it, Fogarty can write about baseball. That's you are it. absolutely right. I, I don't think, I think Major League, Field of Dreams... The Sandlot, Sandlot and, Bull Durham. and Bull Durham. I think we have it all covered. We have some adult coverage. We have a kid, kid, kid adult coverage. We have, uh, we have. Um, let's see. Yeah, Field of Dreams was not really funny so much as it was more of a like a sentimental drama. Yeah, I funny think moments, but it was better than better. The natural, in my opinion, was it, it invoked more of a spiritual thing. Yes. And, yeah, uh, the natural was forgettable to me. I think I've seen it, but I, I, as much as I like baseball, I should like it more. Let me ask you this: when it comes to when it comes to uh, baseball, um, if you ever played, were you ever superstitious? Did you do a certain thing when you were going up to bat? I, did you wear a I certain played, glove? But I didn't. No, I didn't really have any superstitions. I didn't either. No, that was what was crazy. I, you know, batting gloves. I didn't have any weird thing or order. I didn't have a don't step on the foul line rule. The only the only thing I did different. When I batted right-handed, I always used a heavier bat. And when I batted left-handed, I used a lighter that bat. That could just be a preference because of the swing. If but it was were, never superstitious. If you were you were a righty first before you yeah. started, maybe that's why. You know, you wanted the bat speed with the left. Rather have the bat speed so that you could be quicker since that will get you some power anyway. Yeah. I, was hit, but, I was hit for 
for average left-handed. Yes. I, I hit like 365 left-handed and 465 right-handed. Yeah, to me, that's just, you know, bat speed, lighter bat, there's the trade-off. Not that you couldn't swing, but maybe something about when you when you train yourself to be a switch hitter. It is a different feel. Like, you do have to get used to the way it feels to swing and the muscle memory. It's it's It feels backwards. But if you practice, you, you can do Like, I've done it in the cage. I would never have done it in a game, but I would do it in the cage just to, to, to try it. And it's it's weird to get used to it. So uh-huh. I can see why. My, my coach between, my, uh, between junior varsity and varsity mm-hmm. uh, had me work out uh, swinging left-handed only. Yeah. Literally right. only. Like for Spanish four, class. Only speak Spanish. It yeah. forces you. It's like when they put the pen in your in your right hand if you're right and lefty because they don't want you to... It, it, it takes... They don't want you to grow up to go to hell, Paul. No demons. No left-handers. No. You know, send all left-handers to hell. That's how it works. And those left-wingers at the same time. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you a funny story. A, uh, a An acquaintance of mine, I won't even use the word friend, an acquaintance of mine on Facebook put this... You know, the, it's like that bait you thing and it's like I bet you nobody would click that they would wave this flag proudly in their front yard and it's about I found Jesus oh, and Jesus. he is my savior yeah I, I and, definitely wouldn't <laughs> and, and, and I, I, I wanted to say I definitely wouldn't but I, I decided because like you know there's a reply no button. of course yeah, no, no. I know, no, I, you're trying to uh, I clicked reply yeah. and I said well you know what Randall um, I agree I know a lot of people who would wave that flag proudly in front of their home right next to this flag and I put the fuck Biden flag and I said these are not the Christians I want to hang that's out such with a great the ones that are hypocritical yeah I call them hypocristians yeah oh, that's a good so I said they would wave that that's flag and right next right to it, now, yeah and they would put the F word the fuck word right. on on a big giant flag for kids to see yeah. in the neighborhood you're, you're right though honestly the types of people that shove their religion and try to shame others into being Christian if they're not are the absolute same people that hate gays, hate blacks, like the racist, yeah. bigoted, anti-Jesus behavior type yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, if, if Jesus was a real man, I have no way to prove whether he was or was not. If you go by what people said he did, mm-hmm. and the way sounds he lived, like, and sounds like a good dude. Yeah, sounds like he preached. But a, a now lot of good they're 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 bastardizing. And, and they're and starting to watering, turn on Jesus. watering it down. They're yeah. starting to turn on him. <laughs> so, well, that is going to wrap up season nine. It's been a fun season. Yes, yes, it was. It has been a, definitely a fun season. We'll be back with uh, season ten, more than likely, um, maybe towards the end of September. We'll look at our schedules. We have a lot of fun stuff that we're planning for uh, for next season. Um, in in their prime and overrated, underrated. Rated, underrated. I'm looking forward to that because there are musical groups that are definitely overrated. Yeah. And, and it's really underrated. subjective, so I'm I'm curious to hear who you have on both ends and why, because I you know, the music is a, one thing I've learned as a DJ doing this now a dozen years. It is a little polarizing. I don't know. If, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. Some people seem to like some others and hate some things. So that'll be fun. Hey, why aren't you playing any Dave Matthews? Because I have taste. I, right. Because I can't. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> well, a Paul, where can they find out more about us? Uh, if you have Facebook, like most people do. Uh, go to you could search lighter side of dark or you could search LSD podcast both of those should lead you to our page like us so that you can keep in touch with us you can message us directly on there uh, sometimes we'll ask you to comment or vote uh, settle you know hey who's the fourth on our wall we, we like to get your input on that stuff we really don't care about it but no, we like to but get we it. like to get it um, makes you feel good sure yeah validates everything uh, or just go website lighter side of dark.com um, you could write us an email at listener 
at lightersideofdark.com. That that will allow us to, to keep an email message with us. If you have suggestions, if you have... Good. Poke us on MySpace. Poke us on MySpace. Do they still have... They should bring that back. Yeah. Classic they really MySpace. They really should. Poke. Ooh. Someone poked me. So uh, that is going to wrap up season number 10. We'll be back with episode 118 in uh, four or five weeks. We'll, uh, we'll let you know. We'll put a teaser out there. Sure. Well, Solio, it has been a pleasure working with me. All season, it really has. See you guys for season 10. Light Side of Dark, signing off. Take care. There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony, original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.